I hope I didn't cut that off. <laughs> I think I started too early. I think I premature ejaculated. Hi. I, no, it happens. My okay, name so... is Kai. <laughs> Hi, Kai. Um. <laughs> so, uh, so dreams. Uh, I've uh, my sleep patterns have changed because, well, I don't know why, but I started getting up earlier. I've been getting up about an hour earlier every day, but. Now I'm falling, usually I fall asleep about 1.30, sometimes close to 2. But this past week, I've been going to bed, I know. I've been going to bed, I'm in bed about 11.30. I'm asleep by 12.30. But I wake up, I do that wake up at 4 a.m. thing, Mm -hmm. right around 4 a.m. And then I fall back asleep and I have weird ass dreams. So I tweeted about this dream I had the other day because I woke up. Now I didn't give the whole... Here's the thing, I didn't get the whole description in my tweet that I posted about it. But I, you know how when you have a dream, you just kind of already know what you are? Meaning like if you're something different, you just mm-hmm. know that. Like, so I had this dream and I, I was a comedian slash boxing announcer. So maybe I was like thinking I was like Joe Rogan or something. Mm-hmm. So... I'm in the middle of a boxing ring with a, a like a freaking arena full of people. <laughs> I, I remember this vividly, but I said, uh, Saturday night is a great time to beat the shit out of somebody <laughs> because I'm agnostic and, and then I woke up. Wow. So. But I remember in my dream, I was trying to make a joke that I didn't finish. <laughs> That's what's brilliant about this dream. Where even in my dream, I was trying to get philosophical and say I wouldn't feel guilty about Sunday coming around and beating the shit out of someone the night before, which actually might spill into the Lord's Day. You know? I'd right. be like, ah, it's just all right. I've been forgiven. <laughs> or maybe I was born in sin, so... Why not beat the shit out of somebody? Apparently, on a we are. Night? Apparently, we are. We are all born in sin, which I really have. I, uh, I have problems with that too. I yeah, got, I got huge problems with that. Original sin. It's like how they, you know, people will try to say that if you're if you're white now, you're already uh, guilty yeah, of something. Already, yeah, guilty of being a racist. <laughs> you just don't know it. Your subconscious racism is right. You, you're so racist. Shit. You don't know it. Um. I talked about that. One of me, me and my clients were talking about that shit, um, and I, we had a laugh. Um, it's something to laugh about for sure. She happens to be of Caucasian descent, and got you. Um, I'll be glad when all that is over. It's gonna take like either like a natural disaster or a man-made disaster. Yeah, or, or something for people to go. Yeah, this is really dumb. Yeah, exactly. We need somebody else to hate. Now people come together. Just to hate some other species and shit. Well, Y'all yeah, it, you guys are hilarious. It 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 like takes seeing. I think it takes like seeing the end of things to see the value of things. Yeah, it's like okay. Yeah. So I have another story to tell before we get into the the meat right. of this let's uh, get, episode. Let's get into the sh- let's get into the shaft of this episode. But before that, let's just. 
Show me the tip. So here's the tip. So one of my worst, uh, I don't even want to call it a phobia, but something I do not enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, Clowns? Yes, yesterday morning, well, besides that, <laughs> yesterday morning I got up, as I do pretty much every day, got up, started making some breakfast, making some turkey bacon, you know, Yum. making some tea. Bruh, I'm getting the water for the tea. I put the teacup down. I feel something on my arm. I look down. Bruh, they have these things, like, well, they call them water bugs. But they're like this fucking big. There was one crawling on my fucking arm. And I thought, okay, I don't like bugs, one. But a bug crawling on me. So basically the fucker was on my chair somewhere. And I just got in my chair and didn't see it. So it's crawling on me. So what? Hey, I didn't drop my water. Didn't drop my uh, teacup. Shout out to the teacup. But I did one of these. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm freaking out. Like, you know, you just go in like panic mode. So I'm well, looking like. If I was nine years old. Yeah. That would have really freaked me the fuck out. Because we used to have those in in Brooklyn. And like mm-hmm. before, before the apartment building got all nice and pristine and sort of, it was mad roaches and and and, and mice and water bugs, those fucking water bugs. And like I remember, yo, I remember seeing one, like the way that the the, the doorway of my bathroom in Brooklyn um, is like sort of these this old plaster crown molding this when like yeah. when motherfuckers used to build apartments they used to build them shits with fucking like straight up like like they really put some art into that shit yeah. then all of a sudden shit got modernized and we're like let's just make things look like blocks or legos and shit and that looks like dope. mass produced there we go yeah it's but that's so easy to do and shit back then you know when they used to mix the lead with the paint and shit so kids could eat that shit <laughs> yeah, um yeah. It was like the Chips crown molding that they would put around the ceilings. Yep. Was so fucking dope. Like you see these little sort of um the curtain like layers and shit yeah. like that. But um yeah. so on this crown molding, and of course it's this plaster and all that stuff. So you get cracks in it as the building shifts and everything throughout the years. So as kids, we really hated bugs. We were very very fearful of bugs especially fucking roaches that were the size of like your fucking thumb yeah you know the association of roaches and so long story short i remember going about to go to the bathroom you just see this big ass fucking water bug on the fucking sill of the crown molding and shit yeah and it didn't matter if you had to pee or if you you might have needed to like fucking like spit out just straight up mud butt. There was no way that you were entering that bathroom. That bathroom, yeah. Because the idea that a fucking water bug would even touch your skin was almost like you thinking that water bugs are made of fucking hydrochloric acid, and as soon as it touches you, your skin is just gonna fucking melt off and shit. Or like it's gonna like take. That's the shit that we were thinking. Bite out of your flesh, yeah. Well, I just out of of our flesh. So the fear and anxiety that sort of jumped out at me when you were talking about that shit. That shit is real. That that's uncomfortable. Well, 
it gets it gets it, it gets more I'm interesting over it now by the way okay go ahead. okay well it gets it's, this isn't the end because i only look down enough to see like the shaft like you know how you like i here to see the shaft no i only look down enough to where i saw that it was like something crawling on my arm but it had to be this big uh, and my arm's not that big so it was literally like home inside my arm so i i shook my arm freaking out and then I, now i'm panicking so I'm like, wait, did it just like crawl down my pant leg? Oh, is it God. still in my chair? Oh God! Like, is it is it in my seat? So I start feeling all you know, start feeling all around, like panicking. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I was like, well, I'll just scare it. What I'll just, just scare it, it, right? Oh. Oh. No, wait, hang on. This is this is a fun thing. I didn't see it, and I even I looked on the floor. I was like, okay, maybe it just fell, and it ran under the cabinet. That's probably what happened. So like, the rest of the day, it was weird, like. Usually my conscience would get to me and I keep thinking yeah. about it, but yep. I just stopped thinking about it. Now here's where it gets interesting. This morning I woke up, wasn't thinking about it, and started making breakfast. Turned around and I had this little laptop table from mm -hmm. Ikea in the middle of my living room. I was driving over to it to put, uh, I don't know, maybe my teacup down on it. And I looked on the ground. It's a fucking water bug just sitting there but here's the irony that fucker was on its back so i was like oh. <laughs> so what here's the thing though it ain't just gonna just flip over on its back it obviously was on somehow on my table and mm. fell off it's the only thing i can think of oh. first of all i want to know how it got up there because it's metal so that's creepy well i it, mean oh. Oh yeah, oh, no, it just could have hung out on my chair, and when I wasn't looking, it jumped up on the table again. Anyway, here's where it gets funny. Some I would like to say this. Too, by the way, I would. Well, I would like to say this mm -hmm. uh, for that that uh, that creature's uh, family. I tried to save him. I went and I got my my broom, right, mm -hmm. and I'm like pushing him <laughs> toward the balcony door. <laughs> Right? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I know. I get the fucker. I had the door open. The door wide open. The little fucker, I flipped him over, right? While mm. I was pushing him with the broom. This dickhead goes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going back inside. <laughs> the fucker ran in and runs under the door behind the door. Right? So then, like, I got boxes in my house now because I'm about to move in, a, in like a month. So... He, he runs in between these boxes. I'm like, well, fuck. Like, now he's in here. Like, I'm just going to encounter him again. So, now, I like to say that because I like it to be known. I tried to save him. I tried. I want him to go outside and be amongst nature and get eaten by a crow or whatever he's going to get eaten by in my neighborhood. There's giant birds in my neighborhood. They're going to eat him. Anyway. Well... Spoiler alert, about two <laughs> minutes later, as I'm getting the rest of my breakfast, the fucker just very boldly walks out from under the couch, Whatever. running right Parker. toward my chair. And I said, you know what? I'm going to just drive forward, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to go, you know what? Let's let the universe decide. Oh. And there's nothing more disgusting than hearing that. Yo. Oh, he is splattered so all over my that's the, living room that's floor. The, uh, oh my god, that's the other part is 
it's not yeah. just about the feeling of a water bug on you. It's the feeling that, and that's the conundrum right there is like, if I kill it, now it goes from anxiety to so fucking grossed out that you don't even want to be in that vicinity anymore and shit. It don't matter how much cleaning you do, you could bleach or anything like that. Just the, the reminiscence of the guts just fucking splatter mattering all over the fucking floor with disease and pestilence and it's like a locust and I, you feel like it's just revelations in your house. Um, that's it's disgusting. Nasty. Because but, I hated killing roaches. Yeah, I don't I don't like that's so let's see here's the thing. The sound, just the sound of that shit, son. Under a tire. Imagine under a tire. Oh, like two hundred something pound chair. Plus oh, me, so God. it's like two hundred and fifty pounds probably. So here's the thing is I tried. Like when bugs get into my house, I'm not kidding, I always try to let them out first. Cause I can open the balcony door and if it's like, hey, I'm going out. Cool, go out, do your thing. But I I gave him the opportunity and he said bollocks to that. Uh, no. And you know what I mean? So but, so anyway. he was English. Yeah, he said bo- bollocks to that. He anyway, I, I, I've had I harbor a little bit of guilt um about that, but um not there's some existential guilt. Like I did try to save him, but I cannot sleep knowing I couldn't sleep knowing he's just free ranging around my house. Plus like the past couple of months I've been sleeping without pants on. It's something oh, I'm trying. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, I don't want him taking just imagine taking up residence in my booty hole. And imagine he just crawls out of your asshole. I'd imagine like you'd fart in the morning though and he'd probably get launched across the, the room. Or or suffocate from the methane. <laughs> so have you ever actually, seen the oh. have you ever seen the movie Creep Show? Um, no, but it did pop up on my Amazon recommendations. Well the the original one, I don't know if it's the if it's the original one I think they did a new one. But the original one there's this one, cause there's like different, it's sort of like the Twilight Zone. Um, and then, so you got different episodes and this like one Tales episode. From the Crypt. Yeah, exactly. This one episode in particular was probably the most uncomfortable episode. And there's this guy who had like OCD and he was, um, it was supposed to take place like in the like late 2000s. And this was like back in the early nineties and shit, or, or maybe even late eighties. And um, he, like, everything is pretty much, like, white. And then there's this computer and shit. And, and so he's, he's keeping, he's, like, got serious OCD. He's got white gloves on. And um, he's just cleaning everything. And then all of a sudden, you see a cockroach. Then he kills it. Goes on continuing to clean. You see another one. Then two and three and he's just continuing to smash all of them and shit and then he's getting real agitated and then all of a sudden them shit start crawling out the fucking woodworks and shit and then um then when it comes down to it the climax of it is like they take over him they start and then you see him pass out on the ground they start coming out of everywhere fucking uh, you see and then you see 
after after they like take him over, pass out on the ground, then cut to just him lying there. Everything is clean. And all of a sudden you see him close up and all of a sudden Roach comes out of his nose. Roach comes out of his mouth. Now they're piercing through his skin. And then them shits just fucking open up and then all of it is just nothing but him just basically engulfed in roaches and shit. So imagine this water bug. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, it wasn't that intense, but damn. But that's what you you be thinking of when you see one. Yeah, when you see one in your house. But the funny thing is, like, I always laugh about how you could see one in your house. So these, maybe this is just how we perceive things. You could see one in your house. And I remember even seeing one in my old place, which was 1,200 square feet. I would see one, and I'm only saying this for point of reference. You would see one in the total opposite side of the place. Mm-hmm. Like there were bedrooms on each end of the place. You'd see one in the other bedroom and go, I ain't worried about that shit. It's gonna like and then the next day you could turn your head yeah, and that fucker's standing on your pillow. Yeah. Going, right. What's up? Yeah, remember? Weird. I remember me. You're like, damn. <laughs> execution. Remember me? I exactly. have no remorse. Who's that? RBS? So, so um so yeah <laughs> so that was that was entertaining anyway um yo but speaking speaking of endings and beginnings i wanted to talk about that um uh remember that was that one song um closing time every new closing beginning time. was it every new beginning is from some other beginnings and but it made me think because like i said i'm moving um in about a month and a half and i noticed some like mild trepidation about moving but also at the same this is what's interesting about it i'm a little bit like nervous about it but not nervous in a way like i'm not really scared it's just you know now you're doing something new but there's a lot of excitement in the actual not knowing how it's gonna go. It's like something exciting where you're like, oh, something something new is coming, some new experiences that I'm not expecting. Mm. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I'm excited for it. Um, and I think that's what's interesting about, we talked about that the other day, talk about even with the Atomic Habits thing, yeah. was if you're in these rut, in this rut, sorry, of a particular habits, maybe even coupled with things like, you know, kind of um, creative mindset, uh, meaning like, you know, experiencing new things and becoming something else. And yeah. I think that's what is interesting about the prospect of a new possibility yeah. where you go, oh, this is this is um, something that could be exciting. And And the other reason I bring it up is because the other day, what, two days ago, I got mm-hmm. to see my niece. She came through I with her family. Um, yeah, they came through. Yeah, um, yeah, I do actually look, yeah, look alike. I know we look a lot alike. It's scary. She looks a lot like my brother Chris. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, it's, you know, it's her dad. Um, but uh, so her coming up here, and they were coming through town after they had left uh, Disney World. So seeing her 
and hanging out with her. It was weird. It was almost like seeing myself at 15 because she was talking about, you know, she's in band now. She's getting into music and like learning to read music. And she's, you know, plays drums. She plays flute. You know, she's doing all these things. But it was cool because I was trying to get, and I don't think I had to try too hard, but I was getting her excited about the prospects of like things that are much bigger than where she lives. Mm. Like basically where we lived growing up. That's where she lives now. And I loved, I would have loved to have someone come to me at that age that I knew said, hey, you can get out of here or where you are now and be here and be doing whatever you want to do. Like, you know, use your imagination. You know, if you want to work in music, you can do that. If you want to do this, you can do that, like whatever. And so it, it it's cool because on these two fronts, it made me think about new possibilities yeah. instead of like the old, because also... That's the other thing. When you had things to look forward to, like we've we've often talked about nihilism and people that are nihilistic, which some people have a tendency to fall into. But when mm. you even have something to look forward to, it, I don't know, it just makes things more interesting and more lively, if you know what I mean, where you're just like, yeah. like a change. I think that um, that is the definition of maturity. That's the true definition of like adulting. Um, I love that term, adulting. I just paid my cable bill, adulting. Well, I mean, adulting is giving something purpose. I think that's if we could break shit down like that. Adulting is giving something purpose. Uh, Childing is is giving something chaos without understanding that you can put order to it. It's this the idea that if you don't understand, you're going to suffer more. The reason why I say that is if you think about children and you think about how how severe they pretend life is and um, when they can't get their way, then you see whether you you get to actually understand yourself and whether or not you've grown out of those particular things and accepted that life will take you in different aspects and different um different paths but the acknowledgement and appreciation for the fact that you actually get to go through something people take for granted out of immaturity so i always i always um i had a conversation um this week with a client and we were i was telling her my in my perspective there's a difference in being an adult and being mature oh yeah yeah because we we think about this idea of being an adult at this age you're expected to fill in the blank and that's a really fucking stupid way of doing things because one, we put limits on the possibilities of those who go through an experience and it's, it seems like suffering at first, but then they overcome that suffering and they're able to master 
the the base of that experience. That is that is the difference between um, maturing and staying a child. I think if we look at life as um, as sort of a a way of understanding, as of being able and understanding is nothing more than empathy. Being empathetic towards things when at first you feared it and you mm-hmm. didn't necessarily want to know it, but then you now you look at it in a different way it's here it's not going anywhere let me find a way to keep it from seeming like it's something to suffer from and know that you can actually make this your bitch so to speak or you can make this something that is not always going to be a bad experience so we we now go through extremes my bad we now go through extremes of holding on to either it's positive or it's negative without really understanding that it's both. Yes. It has always been both. Yes. This yep. Because think about it as a kid, kids go through, and this is why I go back to childhood shit is like kids go through experiences that they are completely unaware of. And it's only based on, the people that are around them when they're going through that experience, where mm-hmm. someone is to say, this child should have never gone through this. The child might not even be aware that it's actually going through something. But what ends up happening is you end up telling the child how they're supposed to feel. That sounds fucked up. That sounds extremely fucked up when when you listen to it. But yeah. think about what we do. For instance, Imagine telling an infant how they're supposed to feel about September 11th. Yeah, on I this can day, you, I can you on this day, you went through some serious shit. You, like, you I? may have no idea, but let me tell you exactly. Look, I woke up. I, and I watched the TV. I saw the first. I, I saw. I saw the, the tower on fire. Then I saw the second plane hit. That shit was crazy. You're supposed to feel exactly how I feel. And that's what we end up doing. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we almost yeah. like install traumas into people without, without the idea that, yo, all right, this happened. At first, it felt this way. Years later, I look back at it and I could see that it was, yeah, that day was fucked up. But now I'm not completely traumatized as I was when it happened. And that's, that's growth. Yeah. That's maturity. Right. Yes. Well, that, yeah. And, and I, that's what I was about to say. You kind of said what I was about to chime in and say is basically t- to me, maturity is, is that realization that it, things are not necessarily good or bad. They right. just are. And then you have that interpretation of it, and I was I came across the a Gab, Gabor Mate uh, video today. He was giving a lecture and talking about how in our environment when we're young really affects our psychology and therefore our genetics because you know we set we like trigger certain hormones and things like just naturally by how we were raised. So. Like, I can only speak for myself, but like growing up, I grew up in a household where there was a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety, um, a lot of like insecurity 
So I felt it it, it, it makes total sense because you've known me forever is that I grew up in a very unstable environment. So I was always on edge, on my toes, so to speak. But like, like almost like in this um, permanent fight or flight mode because yeah. you never knew what was coming around the corner. But also it was kind of instilled in me too because nobody, nobody was saying any different. They were kind of succumbing to it too. Like all of these things are bad and this is horrible and oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, this is bad. Oh, this is horrible. Oh, it's like that was everything. So even like how we, you know, I think we talked about the psychology before, but even like if you overthink, you'll overthink how someone reacts to you and like take it too far. Meaning yeah. like if someone doesn't take you back, well, we talked about that weeks ago where the Gabo Mate interviewer, he was like, he concluded that the guy was like, I grew up not feeling that I was worthy. So now as an adult, if someone upsets me, I think that's why, because they don't yeah. find me worthy. It's like, that has nothing to do with it at all. Like there's those million, but, but that, that to me is the difference or the, uh, kind of signaling, uh, characteristic of maturity is, yeah. and which I think comes from awareness. So if you are aware and able to separate it and know, sep keep them separated, no, um, keep it separate and know like this has nothing to do with that. You you just stop correlating it. And that's how you can really kind of restructure how you think and what you do. Cause, cause even, you know, once again, speaking for myself and like I was relating it to my conversation with my niece and my interaction with her was that somewhere along the line, I learned at a young age to be independent of my environment where I was like, I don't have to be stuck in this. There is another way. I don't know where I got that. I really don't. But like, but there's this part of me that feels this obligation to do that with my niece. You know what I mean? Like to show her like, Hey, Maybe you already have this, but I'm going to boost it. Because that's a maturity. Like, some kids are really mature. You know what yeah. I mean? Because some kids have been in situations that many adults haven't even been in yet. And I, I was in adult situations when I was a very young child. So when you get wonder, older... Go ahead, please. I, I, no, I'm just, I just wonder if the kids that are more mature are the kids that have uh, stable parenting? I don't know. I don't think always. Do you think so? I mean, maybe. I mean, I, I, me as a kid, I was aware. I don't know if I would say I was more mature, but I just had a heightened sense of awareness. I just didn't know what to do with it. And so I just thought all of it was bad. That's where all my That's anxiety and shit came from. Same here. Um, but, and then there was a pivotal point where the anxiety was so high that there, there was sort of a delusion 
of grandeur aspect of it because I thought that like, all right, so I'll even tell the story. When I left New York as a teenager and moved to Indiana, I, I saw how safe it was. But then with the an overly analytical view, it made me look back at New York and be like, yo, this shit is crazy. This is not a safe environment for a developing child. <laughs> That's the way that I looked at New York. And then I looked at all the past shit that I had gone through, but I had gotten over, like gotten over being on a public bus with a whole bunch of um, intermediate school kids, junior high school kids. And we're on a bus, some high school kids get on a bus. They're trying to rob somebody. One pulls out a gun and then the bus driver stops. And then, like, all the other kids, they, they jump out the, the emergency windows and shit in the back of the bus. And then um, I'm in the front of the bus. I'm, like, closer to the the um, the driver. And Nerd. The kid, it's because the fucking bus was full as fuck. And oh. I, know, I, oh, yeah, I'm just, I didn't need to explain, but I'm just saying. Um yeah. And so what ends up happening is one of the kids that was trying to rob another kid in the back of the bus goes to the front of the bus. He's got a trench coat on and he's like, he's telling the bus driver to open the door. And the bus driver is like, I think mad shook. And then this motherfucker pulls out a gun, open the fucking door. And then he didn't get shot. Driver opens the bus. Kid jumps out. They They move off. Luckily, the stop that I was supposed to get off to catch another bus was right there. <laughs> um, so they 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 scatter, and then all of the kids, all of the kids, we just rush out. It's fucking people crying and all this shit, and we we just run to the next bus stop and shit. And then I didn't want to take the bus anymore. Understandably so. But <laughs> but I think about that and like I didn't realize how sort of how, how how we take certain aspects and the only way that we grow is we have to go through these particular phases. And I was at a phase where I was at the heightened of my um anxiety. And it completely shifted the way that I see shit. That's when I really started to get more philosophical in the way that I saw the world. And I remember writing in a journal about um, like everything in front of you exists, but everything behind you, because you can't acknowledge this existence, doesn't exist. And I'm like 15, 16 years old. And I'm mm -hmm. thinking this way. And I'm like, am I weird? <laughs> But then I didn't even, I didn't even, at the time, I didn't even know about quantum physics or quantum mechanics. I just thought something about the world looking like it's a, because at, also at the time, I had done a lot of, um, like, I've been in plays, done a lot of drama. When Even in elementary school, I, I, um, I was like the lead in a lot of plays and shit. 
And um, so for some reason, the stage was always easier for me because it felt more real than the actual real world. And I guess mm. it, was, it, had a, it, it, it had to do with control, me not feeling like I was in control. Growing up in New York at a young age and experiencing all these dumbass fucking crazy things and shit. And then like coming to Indiana and then seeing how limited people are in their in their views mm-hmm. and actually being me and me and as actually had we were opportunists to some people that didn't know about shit yet and people to this day would tell us like when y'all came here and then because we used to literally go back home during the winter record uh whatever was like uh, hot 97 record like a like funk master flex when he went on we would record that whole thing bring it back to indiana make copies and sell them as mixtapes wow brilliant sell yeah. them as mixtapes and we yeah bought, you can do that in the midwest we bought culture we bought more culture to that area and shit and then mm-hmm. the west coast started blowing up and we hated that shit because we were arrogant new yorkers and shit of and course. then, then the, the fucked up part about that is that people actually like the whole East Coast West Coast beef. That shit ended up happening in Terre Haute as well. Like motherfuckers was against us. Very very interesting <laughs> shit. The, the Midwest our, our, East Coast our greatest beef. friends and shit. And when we got to like high school and shit like that, motherfuckers like started turning against us and shit. Y'all New York niggas. That's exactly what they were saying and shit. There's a lot of fucking hating and shit. That so, Midwest beef. Needless Midwest to say, beef. let me wrap that shit up. Um, the idea of like understanding the path and going through the path and and gaining this this idea of of ex- I was telling um, another client when we were sort of on this subject, talking about um, the, uh, the the difference between being an adult and um, and being mature. And it goes back to now our society is sort of writes out the script of exactly what you're supposed to be at a certain age. At this age, you're 18, you're, you're allowed to carry a gun, you're allowed to fucking buy cigarettes, you can't fucking drink. Right. But you can still carry a gun. So right. which is just makes no sense. And at 18, you're supposed to already have a job, be able to have an, your own apartment and all this shit. At 21, you can drink, blah, blah, blah. So we, we already have the script for what you're supposed to be. But guess what? Not everybody reaches that point, And some people go much faster. I know five-year-olds that are way more mature than 21-year-olds. <laughs> Straight up. I know fucking, uh, there's this, this little kids that I would rather talk to sometimes than people my age because I can learn more from them because they're still open-minded and shit. People my age, sometimes they're so fucking stubborn and only want what they want when they want it, that it's, it's hard to have a conversation with y'all motherfuckers because it's like, if you can't adapt to your environment and shit, then you, all you're doing is creating your own death because you create in pain for yourself. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, that, that's what I was going to say about the, the maturity versus adult thing or, or you know um adulthood you know 
I mean, that's such a relative term. I mean, you can have responsibilities when you're young. Like, I think that's what people see as adulthood is like you're offending for yourself. But maturity is like you just understand like, oh, everything in life. Okay, maybe maybe this is where it is. When you're young, it's really hard to explain because when you're young, I think you do kind of roll with the punches so to speak, but you don't really understand them. But then when you, I think, I think you can be childish and mature. Yeah. I think those aren't mutually exclusive because, well, you can be, because I think if you don't take things too seriously, but you also have an understanding, Hey, I got to pay bills. I got to, you know, because people go, Paying, paying my cell phone bills is just stupid, adulting. It's like, but you love having that, res- you love having the, uh, the, the privilege or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it yeah, of yeah. having this communication device. So you got to do what you, what you do. So maturity is just the understanding and not the bitching about it that, oh, if I want to have this luxury, I have to pay for it. Therefore, yeah. I may have to work for it. Then you understand how life works. It's that give and take. So once again, it's not good or bad. It's it's literally just creating order out of your chaos. Well, it's like, it's, it's like, it's like suffering for everything. Like, it's just baby shit. Meaning, you know, where it's like people that whine about everything. It's like, I mean, there's some things, you know, you make. you, you, You said it right there. If you keep on, for instance, what happens when you come out the pussy? You cry. What happens when you you want something to drink, some titty? You cry. What happens when you just where you need to go to the bathroom and shit? You cry. What happened? So you could keep on going, and if you keep on crying over shit, you haven't learned that you 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 actually have the opportunity. You are literally given a privilege to if you truly want this all the time this is exactly what you have to do to keep it and so when we talk about paying bills if you want to fucking have connections with people all the time pay your fucking cell bill if you want to make sure that you're not fucking sleeping under the rain buy a house pay your rent do whatever all that shit these responsibilities shouldn't be so fucking stressful. And trust me, you and I definitely learn the hard way when it comes to that shit. Yeah. And now, I, well, be, well, let me let me finish. Let me finish because I'm master. Because I feel like I'm on the road to mastery of this shit. I, I set the the fucking idea of not taking responsibility and just being just like completely freebie. Like it's fine to be completely freebie. But make sure you have a foundation, some fucking stability, because if you don't, then you end up being codependent. The best way to be an anarchist or chaotic independently is to actually create the independence, create a great basis and foundation so that if you start fucking up, you're like, oh, that's not going to hurt me. Isn't that fun now? The fact that like you might have a night where you fucked up. Or you have a, might have a night where you are fucked up. But then you understand the next day, oh, 
I just clean that up very, very quickly. And that goes financially. That can go um, physically. Like, think about a, a night where you had where you just ate like shit. But then the next day, all right, let me clean up the system. Let me drink nothing but water for the whole fucking day. Let me fast and all that shit. Let me make sure that, like, that my electrolytes are high. Let me make sure that things aren't un- unbalanced by, let me really check on myself. And we can do that now and shit. It's like, yeah. y'all know, y'all motherfuckers know how to charge your phone, right? That's all it's I'm like, going to say about that. It's like, it's like, yeah, it's like people are constantly looking for a phone charger. Exactly. Like, how do you, I never am in that predicament. Nope. How does that never happen to me? Because are you paying yeah. attention more to the content of what's going on on the phone other than how much power you have with the phone? I mean, oh, maybe there's something to that's say a representation about that. of That's a representation of just being powerless. You don't own your phone. Your, your phone fucking owns you. That's adulting. Maturity is owning your shit, not having your shit own you. That's like, you know, I saw someone today like kind of boasting about um uh, i like the word boasting they were like they, they were pretty stoked about um something i don't know not working like the the clock on something not working so they were just late for something important today and we're like uh, oh well it's like i mean maybe i don't like to think it's just me being uh my age but it's like when did that shit become cool where it's like you know, oh, I don't give a fuck. Like, you know, um, well, I'm just late for some shit. It's it's just, it's really this weird irresponsibility that doesn't take. It was well, it's like because like even people think like it, it's it's lame to like take other people into consideration. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're doing something, I mean, I guess that I mean you can do whatever you want. Um, I guess, but it's it really is this weird thing of like. Um, I like, I wonder if narcissism is really, is that a thing or are you just running your world the way you want to? But then I think, I think if you're a real narcissist, like I'll say this, if you are really all about yourself, you can't complain about what anyone else does. No, absolutely not. As a repercussion of what you may do. Yeah. Because that would be truly, um, selfish. Most people yeah. aren't. Most people aren't truly selfish. Even the the most narcissistic motherfucker that you could think of, and most people would just automatically just go to Trump. What y'all, what a lot of people should understand about somebody like him is, you're only looking at things on on one side of the coin, but if you look on the other side, you'll see a a, a sort of a call to help. Because and and the best way to look at the shit is look at children. Children end up acting out, and if you haven't learned how to sort of um, get past the acting out, then you'll continue to do as you did while you were a child. Especially if somebody continues to encourage that shit, whether it be your familiar people or society and shit. If motherfuckers encourage you to act out, guarantee you, you're gonna act out. Especially if they if they sort of encourage it, whether it be by acting out so you can gain some sort of celebrity, which that seems to be the trend now and shit, 
And it's like, let me let these motherfuckers act out because it is about, look at this motherfucker right here. Can you believe that this person is doing this? It's great that they're doing this because now they keep themselves from the opportunity of doing what I'm doing. So sometimes I look at, at shit like that as um, sort of, um, and I'm not even saying this against elitist, and I'm not even saying this for elitist, but I can see how that could be elitist entertainment. It's like, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll put money into watching some motherfucker do some really, really dumb shit. It's interesting. Because it is that, hilarious. It's like, why would you, well, why it's would you do it's, that? It's hilarious, and I think it keeps people... It keeps, it's, it's almost like, uh, if you want to talk about maturity, it's like, how long can you entertain someone with a rattle? And yeah. that's the same thing. But here's the thing is when you tend to put everything, so let's go all the way back to the baby thing, but then bring yeah. it to adulthood or older age is if you're still crying about everything, um, the, the power is totally taken out of your hands, but it's kind of yeah. what you want. You want someone else to save the day. You want someone else to take care of you. That's what you really want. That's what, cause you don't want to do anything. Don't make me do stuff, you know, because st doing stuff is hard and unpredictable and it, it, it may be scary. It may be good. It may be bad. It's almost like relationships. If we want to get all sappy up in here, I think that's why a lot of people don't get in relationships. Actually, someone even said this on my Instagram live recently. They said, well, I don't even want to try to get in a relationship because then you might get hurt. I'm like, that's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard because that's like, that is the whole point. Yeah. By the way, you can take that back to everything. Like yep. the importance of a relationship. So say if you fall in love with somebody, whatever you define that as, the the um, beauty of them, the preciousness, if you will, of them is, is, is the one thing that you fear is that they are not permanent. Yeah. But that's what makes it good. I think that's why people like flowers and stuff. Because people go, oh, flowers are so pretty. But it's like, yeah, but, you know, they'll, they'll die on you. But yeah, that's what kind of makes them nice. Like, you'll, yeah, keep, you keep them good as long as you can. Um, you know, um, but then they're going to go bad. But that's, that's the whole thing. But I think if people haven't experienced that, because if they keep getting fed, like if they keep sucking on the teeth, even as an adult, you know, if they're not, if they're like, a, anybody says adulting is still somehow, by the way, we all are. So I'm not, I'm not a hypocrite. Yeah. I'm saying like, right. we all right. suck on some teeth. That's why we're talking about, we're claiming this shit. I'm not, right. I'm not against it at all. Cause I do that shit. Well, if we, if we, if we're all, if we're all sucking on some teats in some ways, we, we will not mature because we, I mean, and nobody really is independent of anyone else. Right. Like right. in That's... some way we, we coexist. Yeah. So it's like you, you're, you're not an island because I'm not only that, but if you were, would you really exist at all? Cause right. nobody would know you exist. Cause you can't exactly. And we talked about that shit, and that was the theme of of last week. Is like you can't you can't really exist without someone else acknowledging your existence. Yeah. 
and I think I think really that might be the the poison of our minds. Our consciousness is understanding that we are the one who experiences as well as the one who observes, and that might be too much to handle for people. And this is the reason for the idea of freedom and the idea of submissiveness and shit. It's an idea because we can be free at any time or we could be a slave at any time. We literally, and maybe this will be controversial, Kanye-versial. Maybe that's what Kanye was trying to say is... What about slavery being a choice? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I think that makes sense. I think I think people took it literal. Yeah, exactly. Where they're like, oh, like someone's ancestors were enslaved, you know, and a lot of different kinds of people in the history of the planet yeah. were like, enslaved. Even but the oppressors about slavery, were, right? Yes, because even the oppressors in some way were a slave. They were a slave to basically capitalism and mass production and overconsumption and greed and hoarding. They were a slave to that because, and obviously when you're a slave, there's a chain reaction that always ends up happening. And and the the link of coexistence has to do with understanding which part you play in the connection that you have with other people. And the quantum link of, of consciousness, we have to understand which part we play. We are all slaves and we are all masters at the same time. There's you can't even if if you hate fucking racism and oppression and everything, at no point can you actually break down the 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 science of interactions and know that in order to be a master, you have to know how you differentiate from a slave, and in order to be a slave, you need to know how you differentiate from being a master, and so on and so forth. And so even in your masterdom, you are a slave to something because you need a slave in order to be a master. And so in a way, you are a slave to a slave. And a slave is a master to you because you need each other. Once you identify each other as we are one, without you, there would not be me. And this is life in itself. When we think of ourselves as victims, we have to know that there is something that we are being victimized by. And most people don't realize it until maybe somebody else tells them. And, and somebody, or sometimes, most times, I think people don't even realize what they are enslaved by. Right. I, I, I think people get enslaved by ways that they're told how they should be. Exactly. Well, now you're a slave to that opinion. Yeah. So in a way, you know, but, but you can... Say you're not. By the way, it's it's like you know, even you know, if you take something uh, as what society deems as disability, mm-hmm. I could be a slave to a to a a, a dis- disability. Yep. You know, but and, and in some ways I am obviously, um, and in some ways, in a lot of ways, I'm the master of it too. Absolutely. Um, because uh, you can recognize it and go, oh, it, it's really how well you play. The cards you were dealt, um, if you put it that way, but also you have to realize you're playing, you're playing. Everybody's playing a different card game. Yeah. Some people are playing Uno. You're playing Spades or something. That wasn't racial, but um, but anyway, uh, the I posted a, a quote from Alan Watts that was 
interesting and it's an old oldie but a goodie where I come from. Back to the future. Anyway, he says, um, he says that uh, we, um, the, the word person comes from the Greek word a persona, mm-hmm. which means is the name of a mask that covers you in the theater. Mm. You're, you are not who you think you are. Exactly, which means you think you might be an adult, but most of y'all motherfuckers, especially how the media portrays society, are all children. So and what we're trying to say is, you're all children. We're all young. But the thing is, you got to know what the balance is, and the balance is know when to be a child and know when to adult. Know when to have order. Know when to be chaotic. In other words, the reason why we even coined ourselves as the young ones, and then our last way of saying things before we close out on people is to stay young, is because it is a double entendre. What it means is stay young at heart, be optimistic and open, but then stay young, give yourself yourself order so that you have a better understanding of how to move through all this chaos and shit. Because a kid only knows opportunity when they don't get hit by a car. (laughs) <laughs> that's sure. so fucking deep stay out in the streets exactly. stay young stay young 